Hi, dolls. I'm thrilled to have you along for my next project, the So My Mom's a Therapist podcast. I'm actually going to be listening to your questions. So send me your questions in a voice memo to my email address, so my mom's a therapist podcast at gmail.com. Each week, I'm going to be answering those questions along with my TikTok buddy and producer, Andrew. And while you're at it, a great way for you to support this podcast is to rate, review, and subscribe. That helps us grow and reach more people, and it only takes a few seconds. Thank you for listening, and we're so grateful that you're here. Hi, dolls. Well, this is a little bit of a different episode. My buddy Andrew is off in San Juan, Puerto Rico with his boyfriend, Carlos. And so it is just me solo today. And we're going to tackle this a little bit differently. We thought this would be a good time to start our new little mini series. If you were on our last podcast, Andrew and I were bouncing around the idea of Sprout, a little mini series called Sprout, Sprouting New Relationships. And what we want to do is look at a few of the elements when you are initially dating, being on dating, dating apps, how we're approaching dating. It is one of the reasons that I started making TikTok videos, even though it was as a joke, is because a lot of the advice out there, a lot of the perspective out there, I think is actually, it's almost like I want to be like, no, no, we're headed in the wrong direction. Don't go that way, go this way. And it's like, I want to take people in a different direction in how we think of dating, how we approach dating. So that's what we're going to start. I'm going to start it without him. And I know you guys can miss him along with me. I feel like it's not the same. And he will be back in two weeks. But we are starting a series that is really looking at the elements, the initial elements of dating. And so here's what we're going to tackle. We're going to tackle our perception of dating. We're going to tackle how do we approach dating apps? If we choose not to use dating apps, how do we just approach dating outside of dating apps? And then we're also going to look at some of the cautions. Cautions. Be careful when you're on dating apps. You know, some of the dangers in, in that as well, both, and, and not just from a physical standpoint, but also from an emotional standpoint and a mental standpoint. And so that's what we're going to tackle and really give you some meat on how do we approach dating and how can we do it different? You guys have heard me say this before. I mean, I would do a dating program if I didn't if I didn't think they were so cheesy and I'm like, don't do dating programs, they don't work. So I can't put one out there if I'm telling everybody <laughs> telling everybody not to use it. Um, but I do think the, the direction that we're headed, I don't think dating apps are bad. I do think they create a unique situation that we need to approach it differently. So why do I think, this, so let's start with the, the perception. Why do I think it's important for us to change our perception of dating? Well, part of what has come out of a culture of dating apps is very much the sense of there's so many fish in the sea now. There's swarms of fish that we've that we have lost the ability to to cultivate and build relationships. So when we talk about sprouting, think about what sprouting is when you think about a plant. You, you plant some seeds. Some take and some don't take. Some don't get enough water and so they shrivel and die. Some get too much water and that also kills the plant. Some don't have the tending to that allows for a healthy uh, plant to grow. There's nobody weeding the plant, so some weeds get in there and they can strangle the plant. So it's a really great analogy and one I want to stick to when we're talking about how do we go from an initial date to a relationship? And part of the issue, and we'll start with that perspective, why we need to change our perspective on dating is because people have now gotten so tied to the end product. They don't want to enjoy the dating product 
a process. They don't want to enjoy the dating process. They want the end product. I want the relationship. I want the ring. I want a marriage. I want a husband. I want a wife. And they've lost the art of enjoying dating. The idea of enjoying dating, I can't believe how many TikTok videos I do where people, it almost seems like a foreign thought for them to actually say, I'm excited to go on a date. I am enjoying dating. I like being on a dating app. It almost feels funny coming out of my mouth. I mean, think about that, dolls, for a second. When's the last time you heard someone say, I'm so excited to be on a dating app? (laughs) Think about it. So I want us to change, I want us to change our perspective. I want to challenge you to think, wait, if I'm not enjoying something, then why am I doing it? Because sometimes we approach like, I hate the process, it's a grind, just give me the end product. It reminds me when I'm in line at In-N-Out. And for those of you that know, I mean, I love the idea of being vegan or plant-based. In my head, in theory, I'm like, I'm there. I think I would be such a great vegan. I think I would be so amazing being plant-based. I could see myself saying it. However, I have a little problem, and that is I live near an In-N-Out burger, and I've yet to be able to go by and, and eventually, at not some point, cave and enjoy one of the most amazing hamburgers of my life. So one of the things I've noticed about being in line at In-N-Out is sometimes the line is very long. If you are as big of an In-N-Out fan as I am, you know the line is quite long. And some of us approach that. I don't like waiting in line. I can't stand waiting in line. But I'm good because I know once I get up to the window, I'm going to get what I want. I'm going to get my burger. And some of us approach dating that way. Oh, this line is so long. I can't stand going on these dates. Sometimes the line takes longer than what I think, and it's it's not going anywhere. And imagine going through that process and getting up to the window and then them saying, sorry, it didn't work out for you. You don't get the burger. And some of us approach dating in that way. We are so tied to the end product that it, we end up becoming jaded. Imagine going up to the window and in, in and out, not getting the burger. How off, How likely are you? In, are you how, how likely are you going to be to get in line and do it again? I mean, think about, think about that analogy. It's like you've been through a few in and out lines, not gotten the burger, feel gypped. I waited. I waited in line. I paid for it. Where's my fucking burger? And some of us approach relationships like we are owed a relationship at the end. And we've waited in too many lines and not gotten the burger because where I want to shift the perspective, some of you are like, yes, exactly. Where's my fucking burger? (laughs) See, I miss Andrew, but clearly I can like crack myself up as I'm sitting here in my office by myself. I miss having somebody to talk to, but this is where, you know, it's a good thing to enjoy yourself and find yourself amusing, especially when it's you're, you're by yourself. <laughs> so me and myself are having a good old time. That may make you a little worried, like, should we be listening to this chick? Because she like talks to herself. Um, but, but here we're back to, if you enjoy your own company, you are never bored. Something to think about, right? But I want us to go, I want us to go back to, I really want to challenge our perspective because if you are so tied to that end product, we now treat a relationship, a boyfriend, girlfriend, marriage, husband, wife as a commodity, something you want to get your hands on, just like you may want to get your hands on a burger. Okay. And so because of that, it has changed our mentality and our thinking with how we go about it. So now think about all the time that you spend in line. Think about all the time you spend in line in the in and out. You spend your life, let's imagine, that you actually get the burger in a hot second. They hand it over to you, you pay for it, and you're gone. But you're spending all the time, your time investment is in that line, just like your time investment is in the process of dating. 
Think about this for a second, dolls. What would it look like for us to say, I like being in the line? How can I make that line more fun? Can I like put on my music and can I dance along while I'm waiting in line? Can I make some phone calls while I'm waiting in line? What can I do that I could actually imagine waiting in line is as good as getting the burger? Now, part of you thinking, this is not making sense. But think about when you're thinking about quality of life. See, the problem is we spend too much time dating and not enjoying it, having a bad experience, being bored, being frustrated, and that's all that time that you've lost in your life. I mean, this to me is a mind blow. What would it look like to enjoy the process, not just the end goal? Now, am I saying to say, like, I never want to be in a relationship? No, no, no. We want to bring that in. I'd love to share my life with someone. I would love to have a partner. Absolutely. We leave space for that. And at the same time, how can I build out a life that I like along the way so that when I'm in line building something, trying to cultivate, hoping that there's a burger at the end of it, hoping that I get a relationship in the end of it, but what can I do to enjoy the process along the way so I am not wasting my life, holding off my life until I get my hands on this prize that I want? And by the way, when we are so fixated on that end goal, on that relationship, it will take on a fantasy-like proportion. So that which you're hoping to get your hands on is actually not in reality what it looks like. Yes, it can be wonderful to share your life with somebody. It really can. You could be like, yes, I've been there. I've seen friends. It really is all that it's cracked up to be. But dolls, it's real. And a relationship's real and it's living and it's breathing. And just like a plant, even though a plant is sprouted, it still needs to be cultivated. It still needs to be tended to. It still needs to be maintained. And all of that takes work. All of that takes work. So we want to go away from the sense of whatever I'm lacking in my life, we end up rotating around and obsessing around. It takes on a fantasy like proportion. If you're somebody who's married, who's had a hard time getting pregnant, and that is a tough one. It's a really tough one. But what happens in those situations? The person ends up fixating. I just have to have a baby. I just want a baby. And what I can't get my hands on blows up and takes on a fantasy like proportion. Whether it's a job, whether it's a certain school, whether it's a partner in life, whatever is lacking gets blown up and takes a lot more of our headspace. Think about it. Think about it for a moment. If you feel like you're trying to lose weight or obtain some kind of ideal body, it's what you end up thinking about 24-7 because you can't get your hands on it. And we often will do the same in a relationship. On that, so one, let's see if we can shift it to say, what would it look like to start enjoying the process? enjoying the process. I'm excited to date. I'm excited to see who's online. I'm excited to say, can I find some humor in this? If you have, you know, teenage children or adult children, can you toss your app to the, your kids and be like, here, swipe for me or some girlfriends. Let one of your girlfriends run your account for a while. I mean, make it a fun thing. Grab some wine, make it a, you know, a group effort, right? We got to take some of the weight off. And on that, let's talk about those initial sprouts. How do you take that initial date or initial banter and build it and grow it into something that actually starts to sprout and take root. Number one, it cannot happen overnight. And this is a lot of times too where our thinking gets very discouraged, very frustrated, very jaded, because what you're wanting is something you can't get your hands on in this moment. You cannot get, unless you plan on being in an arranged relationship or an arranged marriage, you cannot have it handed to you in this moment. It's too macro, it's too big, and we need to zoom into the micro. So think about it. Relationships is a macro idea. Micro is enjoying the day. 
I have a lot of people in my comments on TikTok that say, this feels like a waste of my time. When I say, enjoy somebody's company, enjoy a date, enjoy them as if you're not going to see them again. And they say, no, that's a waste of my time. And I go, well, hold on here. Think about it. If you're so set on asking those boxes that you're looking to be checked and interviewing the person and finding out if, they're, if they have some of your non-negotiables, you're not going to get those two hours back. So the only one that's wasted any something is you. It's those two hours. And by the way, we often forget to think about how enjoyable is somebody else's company when we're sitting here with an agenda. And people can tell when you have an agenda. And I have to tell you, it's not a pleasant feeling. It's not a pleasant feeling. So I want to shift how we're approaching dating. It is not a waste of time to just enjoy their company. And by the way, you are going to sit more comfortable in your body when we take the weight off of it. I mean, I almost want to come up with a new word besides dating, where you're just enjoying somebody's company. You can want to date, you can want to have a partner, but you're not going to get either of those two things in that exact moment. So how can I approach this to say, oh, I'm going to pretend like this is a new, a new colleague, right? Or a new coworker who we hit it off. We saw each other in the mail room and we, I thought, oh, they would be fun. Let me go out. Let's grab a meal and get to know each other. What would I ask a colleague? What would I ask a coworker? Oh, tell me about yourself. Tell me about yourself. Where did you grow up? Right? Just genuine getting to know somebody questions. If I come in with checkbox questions, that will sabotage us. And I'm going to get into that more because I want to go into the psychology behind that that doesn't help us. But that's where we want to start. How can I just enjoy their company? I don't need to know their politics if they're not interesting and fun. I don't need to know if they want children or family if they don't make me laugh or I don't enjoy their company for two hours. And some of you are like, yes, I do. And I would say, why? Why? If you don't have fun with them, you're probably not going to see them again, which means you don't really have to know what their politics are or what their, their goals are as far as family. You, you don't because you're probably not going to see them again. So only, only, only thing we're looking at on dates one and two are, do I enjoy their company and would I want to see them again? That's it. That's all. And here's the, here's the side piece. When I ask too many questions, checked box questions, and they give me the answers. And by the way, people know a lot of answers that people want to hear. And if they think they're going to have an answer that you don't want to hear, they will often couch it or soften it, right? But either way, even if they say, you say, oh my gosh, they checked, they checked all the boxes. They are such a good fit for me. The minute they check all those boxes, you end up building a picture around them and filling in. It's like checks, checked boxes give you a skeleton. And because you are not spending time with the pe person and because you don't know them, you will fill in the meat around the skeleton and form a beautiful human being who you will think is amazing, who you will put on a pedestal. And that meat that you filled in, the life that you breathed into those checked box questions will create a person that is not real. It will create a person that you believe they are, but that is not them. And by the way, that puts somebody up on a pedestal. And when you put somebody up on a pedestal dolls, the only way for them to, to the only way for them to go is down. Anybody on a pedestal, they, there's only a matter of time before they fall down. You're impressed by people you put on a pedestal. You relate to people whose feet are, whose feet are on the ground. I'm going to say that again. Y'all know when the preaching comes out I me mean, when I get on this. You're impressed with people that you put on a pedestal. You connect and relate with people whose feet are on the ground. 
Now, does that mean the beginning there's not a honeymoon period? Absolutely, there's a honeymoon period, especially if you bring an intimacy, right, and you're physical. Absolutely, you're going to get all googly-eyed, and that's okay. But as we're getting to know somebody, I would say don't ask those checked box questions up front because if you're not asking the questions, you're not building a person around them, and you're not falling for somebody who is not them at all. Now, I get a lot of comments that say, well, then how am I supposed to know? Are you saying don't ask any questions? No, I'm saying ask questions as you get to know them over time, right? Notice what I'm doing. If you can see me in the the video, what I'm doing is I'm moving my hand along in a time continuum, continuum, asking questions as I go. Don't go in with an agenda. Whatever story you guys are telling and sharing about life, maybe you're talking about your most embarrassing moment growing up, and, and there's a question that fits naturally and organically. But here's what we need to tuck away. If I'm genuinely getting to know somebody over time, natural questions will, will arise organically. And that's what we're looking for. What happens too, if you ask too many loaded questions up front, you will feel emotionally closer, emotionally more intimate, and you won't have the time to back it up. So you think by asking all these questions that you know them so well without the time, right? So you're going deep, but you're not going wide. And we need the time because time is what's going to make you feel safer in a relationship. Not only finding out about them, seeing how they interact. Are they consistent? right? Seeing their friends, taking them around your friends, seeing how they act when they're frustrated or they're tired. You need the time because that is what will make you feel safe, not getting all the answers. I'm going to say that again because that's key. It's the time that will make you feel safe like, and you're getting to know somebody than loading all those questions up front. And that is really important. And that's how we want to approach dating. Now let's tackle the idea of dating apps. Um, a lot of people are very anti-dating apps. I feel it's very polarizing. You are either like, I love dating apps, or you are like, I absolutely hate them. They are from Satan himself, and I will never touch them. And people, and some people swing both ways. Some of you, you're hot and cold. You're like, you're on, you're fully in, you're fully invested, you're making a full-time job out of it. Or you're like, I swear I'm never going to go on that again. And it's probably the fifth or sixth time you've said that, maybe the 10th time you said that, and you end up going all in or all out right? And so oftentimes, again, there you go. I would use that in and out analogy. It's like you go in, you're waiting in line after line after line to get your burger. And you only can do that so many times while getting your hamburger where you're like, fuck that. I'm not going in line again. Forget it. I'll be plant-based. I'm never going to in and out again. And that's you jumping off of the dating apps and deciding you're never going to do it. And I will say, and that works until it doesn't, because eventually what kicks in as the, after that dies down is you become lonely again and you desire a partner and your heart is aching for it. And so you feel like, gosh, oh shit, I got to go back in and do it again. So you pull your sleeves back up and muster it all up again and go back into the dating apps. And I'm wondering if we can approach that a little bit differently as well. You have to keep in mind the blessing and the curse of dating apps is you have a swarm of fish. I say that word a lot. I like the word swarm because swarm has like a feel to it. When you hear the word swarm, what do you hear? I mean, can you just see it? It's like the movement of all the fish. It's like flooding of fish going by and it can be overwhelming. Imagine a sea of fish going by in this pond and you're looking and being like, holy shit, there are so many fish in the sea. There's so many fish. This is overwhelming. And some people are like, there's so many fish, but how come I can't catch a fish? And some people are like, there's so many fish that I just get overwhelmed that I I can't even keep track of how many fish I have. And so some of you build a roster and a spreadsheet. And I look at some of the spreadsheets on TikTok to keep track of your dates. And I'm like, good Lord, we've pulled out too many fish. So one, we have to realize this is everybody is in there. 
everybody's in there. And because it's a swarm, what I get concerned about is when we make judgments about men or about women, instead of letting them be individual, and you look at the swarm and you try to determine things about the pond based on your experience or what you've seen with a few fish. And I would say, let everybody be an individual. With When we lose an individual, we breed hate. When it becomes all them, those people, all that gender, that entire gender, we breed hate and we breed animosity and that does not help us. I have to tell you, one of the biggest like, not, not comical moments, I would say one of the biggest like, huh, moments for me is when I see people on TikTok who are single dating and yet all their whole page is about how much they hate men. And I want to be like, so let me understand this. You hate them. You yell at them, you scream, you tell every bad story you know, and yeah, we're trying to date them. Huh. How does that work? How is that working for you? Because my guess is if you go in with that attitude, anybody that does anything negative, it's just like adding more evidence to the case you've already built. Dolls, we have to go about it differently. Now, is there a place to be frustrated with both men and women? Yes, but keep it individual. Oh, that Susie, she, no, right? John, that was offensive, right? So we want to keep it individual to a person or else the only one you're going to, the only one that's going to get sabotaged in that is you. You will not help yourself. And if anything, your body language is already putting out this energy that is looking, that's like already kind of jaded, already not going in, thinking the best, assuming the worst of somebody. And there, you're, so your antennas are really high. By the way, if you already assume the worst in somebody or you have facts that you believe about men or about women, your, your antennas up, are up so high that even small things that other people may not notice, you're like, oh, there it is, more evidence more evidence because your antennas are up so, so high. So one thing I would encourage you to do is slow down and say, wait, hold on. What are maybe some underlying beliefs that I have about men or about women? Maybe I haven't even acknowledged them. Maybe I haven't even say, said aloud, but when I think about my friends or I think about my parents or I think about my experience, what have I come to believe about men or women that may be holding me back and preventing me from connecting with somebody and being open for somebody that is that is an individual that may be different, right? So something to think about, something to think about. When we look at dating apps, one thing I would encourage you to do, I would I, I tend to stay off of the extremes, right? If I if I refuse to see anybody and then I just get one fish and I try to lock down that one fish really quick, right? If somebody right away is like, let's get off. Oh, I you know I I remember having a client tell me you know, um, that she had connected with a gentleman on a dating app and he had said to her, you know, I'm just looking to get off this and I'm really searching for my partner and I'm searching hard. And he told her, and it's not for a lack of trying. And, um, I, I thought, wow, what, what do you feel there? And she's like, it, it made me want to kind of like, like push back and pull back. And that sense of like, are you looking for, for someone to connect with? Or are you just looking for someone to almost like put you out of your misery so you can get out of this pond that you don't want to be in? If somebody locks you down so, too quickly or you lock somebody down too quickly, dolls, you don't know who you're locking down. So if you're like, let's get exclusive, I only want to date you after one date. And, and again, always exceptions always exceptions. There's no recipe. But if you're just trying to grab one person and lock them down real quickly, you don't know who you're locking down with. It's more the idea of them. I mean, you think about over your lifespan, whether you have 20 years, 30 years, or 40 years, and you have two hours with this person, how well do you know them? Right? And so I would say, 
One of the ways we want to do, we need to slow play it to get time. Notice I'm not going to give you any numbers. Anybody that says you should have one, min one month for this or three months no kissing or whatever rule they have, it does not work. This is Relationships are not rule-based because we are not rule-based. We are all different. We are all unique. So you have to leave space for you. But you do need time. And I say relationships take as much as, as much time as it takes to grow an actual plant is how long it takes for you to start to grow and cultivate a relationship. And y'all looking for short, we're all looking for shortcuts. And that's the challenge. Dating apps feel like a shortcut. Dating coaches with programs tell you it feels like a shortcut. And what happens with shortcuts? Well, if you try to use a shortcut with losing weight, what happens? Does that work? Get skinny quick, get rich quick. We all know if you try to do shortcuts, all it does is you get that, you gain that weight back and then some. And then some. So we can't, if we approach it as if there are shortcuts, we will end up putting ourselves even back further. So I would say there is no shortcuts. You got to put in the time, you got to put in the effort, and you got to cultivate. If you get discouraged, if you're discouraged that it hasn't worked out for you, I've put in the time, I've done a lot of talking stages, and no plants are growing, then I would say not all or nothing. I just take take a pause. Not all or nothing. Let me take a pause. Let me continue to cultivate the rest of my life and build out the rest of my life, right? And so I have a breather and so I can come back in and plant again because planting takes time. I actually get this one. Um, in, in the house I had before, I could grow a beautiful garden. And in the house I'm at now, no such luck. And I would plant and I'd plant and they would start to grow and it would start to sprout. And then there was this damn bird that would come and eat the plant. And I only did that so many times before I was like, fuck that. I'm not planting there. And sometimes that's how we need to approach relationship. I was like, I need to take a break. If I plant again, I'm going to like, I'm afraid I'm going to hurt the bird myself. <laughs> I'm going to stand outside. <laughs> Who knows what I'll do? <laughs> so my point being, take a break take a break. And then what did I do? I said, you know, let me go garden over in this area. Let me try it over there. When my heart was ready to do it again. And some of us need to approach dating that way as well. Maybe I need to look for a different kind of person. Maybe I need to look in a different avenue of meeting someone than a dating app. But try planting in another area, planting in a different space, being open to a different kind of plant. All of that plays in. Maybe maybe I should look outside my box of what I'm looking for in somebody. You know, those are ways of planting a little bit differently right? So we want to be able to approach when we're looking at dating apps is realizing there's a lot there. One extreme is just trying to lock somebody down immediately. That's not going to help us. On the other extreme is that I'm dating so many people. I'm dating so many people. If you need a roster, I think we need to change how we're doing it. If you need a roster and a spreadsheet to keep track of everybody's facts, and I saw one roster that was like my thoughts before, my thoughts after, my processing the next day, and I'm like, dude, sweetie, dolls, Dolls, we are way too in our head. We are way, that is way too much psychoanalyzing. By the way, when you're psychoanalyzing, you're analyzing, you're processing, that's all in your head, that's not in your body. And we need to come back to being in our body and being in the moment, right? And so did I enjoy that date? So I would look for a healthy medium, a balance in the middle. And I know there's no shortcuts, which is why, to be honest with you, I'm still shocked y'all follow me on TikTok because I'm not an extreme I'm not hateful of other people. I'm not out there ranting and airing my dirty laundry. And I'm not giving a, a get quick, get a relationship quick. But I am telling you what works. I am telling you what works. And that is there's no shortcuts. I got to put in the time. I've got to grow this just like I could grow a plant, right? And so I would say plant a few. Plant a few and get them cultivating at the same time. Why, what does that, that, by the way, by having a few, talking with a few people, it slow plays the relationship so you're not jumping in immediately and locking down somebody you don't know, 
right? So having a few other people you're talking to slow plays it so it gives you the time, which eventually is what will cultivate that healthier relationship right? I do like a middle space, though, that after you've talked to a few people, if there's one you are really interested in, is, is you having a talk that says, hey, how about we clear the pond? It's not being exclusive. It's not getting boyfriend-girlfriend-y. It's just simply saying, what if we clear the pond? And remember, on dating apps, there's a lot of fish. And, and, and by the way, you can't have a plant grow if there's too many other plants around it. So imagine planting 10 plants all close together. Eventually, what happens, if one starts to grow, they will all start to crowd each other. And so none of them can grow properly. It all looks pretty when they're small, when they're just planted, they're like, and they're popping up. You're like, oh, look at this cute little garden. I've got all these little good plants going. I've got all these little men going or these girls going. But what happens is right in the beginning, after a little growth goes, we have to realize, oh, if I don't clear some of these out, there will not be space for this one to properly grow. And so I like this middle space that says, how about we clear the pond? Now, I'm not trying to get serious. I just know, especially if we're being intimate, if we're being intimate, we're being physical and we want to invest time. How about we clear the pond and just give ourselves space to grow? That's not being exclusive. That's not jumping in. That's not locking anybody down. It's just giving us space to see, let's see what now grows. Think about a garden. If there's enough space cleared out, the the plant can now properly grow. You can now pay attention to it. You can tend to it and see if there's any weeds you need to prune out, right? And it also gives you space to go back to building your own life. We want to make sure we are building a life that has joy and peace, and it's a fulfilling life outside of the person. If we are putting our our entire life on hold till we find a partner that makes the partner too loaded. If if getting gaining a family, if gaining friends, if gaining hobbies you all hope to get from your partner, that puts too much, too much weight on your partner. And by the way, it also makes them too loaded. So the fear of losing them isn't just losing a partner, it's also losing all those pieces of your life. Do you see that? So, so recognize, we want to keep it light. So we have to build out a rich portfolio of things that you enjoy, your own friends, your own connection. You want to build out life too, so that when you bring somebody in and you're cultivating that plant, yes, we get excited. Yes, they become a portion of our, of our portfolio, but we want to have other things so that we don't cling too tightly, especially, especially as we're trying to build, especially as we're getting to know somebody and just starting to, to grow that plant. So I feel like that's a good place for us to start. I didn't quite get to the concerns and dangers. I didn't quite get to like even the part that is like, what do we do if we don't want to be on dating apps? So I'm going to, I'll address that next time. That'll be our second part of Sprout. What I would ask that you all do, dolls, I'm going to have, a, I'm going to request something, sweets. Based on what you heard today, I want to build, I like this mini series, and I think a lot of us need this foundational information, a different approach to dating. But I'm going to ask you to send your questions. If you have questions based on what I shared today, send them to So My Mom's a Therapist podcast at gmail.com. And I'd love to, if you could do it in a 60 second voice memo, then what I'd like to do is on the second part of this Sprout series, I will, I will also answer your questions relative to this topic. How do we change our perspective of how we approach dating? I almost want to be like, no, no, don't, don't go down that road. We're, we're going down this road. And so I want to take you down a, a different path, a new path, and one that I think will work a lot better for us. And, you know, Dalsy, as you know, I'm, I'm in this with you, figuring out life. And this is one I can tell you I've seen in my office and I've seen what works. And so I'd say, I'd say if you do it your way, you're going to get the same results. But how about we do it? How about we go down this path? Let's try a different path here. So I look forward to talking to you soon. As always, be kind. 
Be kind to people you see. Hold the door open for somebody. Smile at somebody. You have no idea if you smiling at somebody is the only person that acknowledged their existence today. If anything this world needs, it is more love, more slowing down, more acknowledging people. You know, my faith is such that often I will say, Lord, interrupt my day. Now I have to tell you, sometimes I don't want my day interrupted. Sometimes I'm like, Lord, we do not, we do not have time for an interruption today. But I have to tell you, when the Lord interrupts my day, whether it's to stop and talk with somebody, hold a door, help somebody. I feel like I'm the one, I'm the one that ends up getting this gift in my day that I didn't expect. I didn't expect. So slow down. Look for those moments. It's a treasure hunt. They are all there. It's not, it's not that they don't exist. It is a treasure hunt. Look for those moments that you can bless somebody today, make an impact on somebody today in the smallest way because they are there and that will start to even shift the way your life feels. Be kind to people, dolls. Be kind to the people on TikTok and on social media. You have no idea what they're going through and we are so quick to judge and we are so quick to hate. So be kind. Be kind with people that you don't know. Um, as always, I would say, look around you and look for those moments. So I will join you next week. I might have a guest with me or it might just be me doing Sprout Part 2. Uh, but I kind of love this little mini-series. You all know that I'm too old to, to be trendy, but I try. And I, I love the idea of Sprout, sprouting new relationships and how, we, how can we go about it differently. And with that, I will sign off. Take care and bye-bye. <music>